energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome to yet another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by a whole host of wonderful people. So I will start this podcast off. This will be a little bit different to our usual shows because normally I do a bit of one-on-one interviewing. And today I have eight guests. Now to set a context for who all these people are and where they come from, myself and Luke Condor in early February ran a writing short horror story mini course for seven days in which we helped a wonderful group of writers write horror stories in the space of seven days. And I have a bunch of those authors here with me today. So I'm going to go around the circle and give you guys a chance to just introduce yourself. So first joining us is Tina. Hello. Hello. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Tina. Yeah, so I'm Tina Friedrich. Uh, I'm a nurse and a mom and a dog rescuer. And um, I've always wanted to uh, be a writer. That's been a longtime dream of mine, but, you know, it was something I just never felt that I could really do. Like I didn't have the qualifications that you needed or whatever. Um, so it, it was always my perfectionism that kind of um, got in the way. And then I saw this, I love uh, the other stories. So I saw this course and I jumped right on. It was the best thing I ever did. I met the greatest people and it really changed my life. So, yeah. Beautiful. We'll be definitely diving more into that. Uh, we have Mada with us. Say hello, Mada. Hi. Uh, am I still mute? No, okay, good. No, you're good. Hi, um, my name is Mada Romero. Um, I was just going to say, I grew up like 100 years ago without a TV. Um, and the only way uh, I could survive doing that was to just read everything from shampoo bottles to Tolstoy to Anne McCaffrey, whatever was there, I would read it. Um, my favorite was horror and um, there's just nothing like it. I love, now I am able to listen to horror all the time on podcasts, which is a total treat. And the only thing that's better than that is writing for them. I love that. And you're looking fantastic for a hundred. Hey, thank you. I know I do my best. <laughs> and we have Daisy. How's it going, Daisy? Oh, hi. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, mine's a lot shorter than that. <laughs> so, um, yep, my name's Daisy Lythe. I'm from Australia. Um, I write horror, crime, and dark fantasy, and I have three cats, and that's all I got. That's enough. Uh, Carolyn, hello. This is why I don't like to use mucus. Um, anyway, my name is Carolyn O'Brien and I've been writing for off and on for years, but I only got published um, in 2019. Um, I'm trying to survive life living with my parents. And um, when I found my horror genre, that's when I started to get published. So write what you know. Perfect. Fantastic advice to kick off. And Katie, hello. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, my name's Katie Tate. I am a horror author from the UK. Um, I've been writing since 2019. Um, Published in a couple of anthologies, but come 2021, for reasons, I couldn't write anything and didn't for a while until this course saved me and put me back on track for writing again. So much inspiration. It's been great. Love it. Love being part of that journey as well. Um, And then over to you, Samantha. Hi, I'm Samantha Romero. I live in Virginia and I work as an assistant park ranger and I'm currently studying um, wildlife conservation. I joined this course because I always get kind of wild and funky ideas for stories and just wanted to give it a shot. I had a great time. Love it. And Shara. Hello. 
Um, I'm from Oregon. I uh, do warranty and non-warranty repairs for a company that makes net caps for electroencephalography systems. Uh, we read brain waves, so I fix the broken toys. Um, I was really sick as a kid, um, and so I had a lot of free time, and I was lying down all the time, uh, so I had to get creative. Uh, I drew a lot, I played a lot of video games, and I wrote a lot. I scribbled all the time. Um, it was usually, yeah, what I knew. Um, just kind of the situation I was stuck in, and that kind of evolved into horror, and that branched out into an ever-loving interest that won't stop. Perfect. And we will do honourable mention to the three that couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, not in a sad way, just that they were unable to make it, which is hi, Rob, Renee and Mary. And then round to a familiar face for people who have listened to my previous show, Great Writer Share, or even just basically anything that I talk about, I tend to come back to Luke Condor. Say hello. Hello. How's it going? OK. You do an intro on yourself. Be interested what you say about yourself. Um, it's funny that Shara says uh, she was an, like a sick kid because I was as well. And I remember because I had like asthma really bad. Those I've had like eleven operations on my ears over the years. Um, and I remember just being stuck in hospital beds, constantly reading and constantly drawing and, and writing nonsense. Uh, but yeah, at some point that nonsense turned into nonsense that other people wanted to read. And uh, we we made a podcast a few years ago called The Other Stories. I'm lucky enough to be the guy who does the intros and outros, which is always really fun. Mm-hmm. And um, we read and write a lot of short stories. So I think we just wanted to get other people writing and reading short stories and uh, enjoying the process of making stuff. Absolutely. I think because this will be a bit of a, as I say, a bit of a departure to a normal format. But one of the things I really wanted to bring you guys on board for is that I know that, um, you know, writing takes many, many forms. And a lot of the guests that I tend to have regularly uh, tend to be longer form novel writers. But you know, you all joined on to a seven day short story course and you've, wrote, you've written short stories, you've worked with them, like a lot of you or all of you finished your short stories over that seven day period. Um, so I guess the, the question I kind of want to kick off with is, you know, why, why short stories? And to begin with, I'll go to Samantha. What is it about short stories that gets your, your mind racing? Uh, I think part of the reason I like them and it, it's just quick tidbits. They, they can be fast and horrifying in such a short amount of time. And I love it. Um, and I think it's less daunting when you think of writing a short story instead of a whole novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I figured it was a good place to start with writing. Yeah. And had you written short stories before the course? No, actually, <laughs> I probably haven't written a short story since I was in high school, which was some time ago. Um, the only writing I really do other than this and school is uh, I write letters to friends across the country. We just write back and forth. That's about it, really. Perfect. Uh, How about you, Daisy? Why do you write short stories? Uh, Well, Dan, it's because I'll actually finish it. And because I'm terrible um, at, like, I have all these ideas and I'm like, yeah, I'll write a novel. It'll be fine. And I get, you know, 40,000 words in and I'm like, no. No, it's not fine. Um, So particularly in this format as well, when you had sort of seven days to do it and everyone around you was doing it at the same time and it was like, oh God, I can't fall behind, even though I did. Um, You know, it's keeping the short form to a short time period as well. I found that really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. There is is really something about having... um... A community around the challenge and you know being held to account um luke you're the guy that kind of brought this challenge to the forefront with your seven day writing experiments um what do you think is it about that sort of short window and having that deadline that that really kicks you up the arse and, and brings you to the finish line yeah well I, I love like a writing challenge um it's something about a deadline and also doing it in public or doing it with a community of people uh, and everyone's kind of egging each other on and you might slip, you might slip behind a little bit, but your you kind of your competitiveness comes out a little bit and kind of pushes you forward. Um, and also, it's not too long. A week isn't like uh, I'm gonna do nano, where it's fifty thousand words in a month. That's quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Short, like a, a week challenge. I don't know. It seems to be just the right length for a short story. Like you could. It's enough. There's enough breathing room there to uh, spend a bit of time editing, a bit of time polishing, or. Maybe you could even do two short stories in that week, but 
I don't know, it seems to be the perfect length to, uh, for this specific type of writing exercise. Mm. And speaking as someone that runs a challenge for NaNoWriMo every November, yeah. like it's exhausting, like running it, watching people go through it. How many of you guys have attempted NaNo? Got a fair few hands up. What's the difference in your experience between your challenge of NaNo versus your challenge within this seven day bootcamp? So just as you said, the uh, seven days makes it uh, so much more attainable. Daisy, you're absolutely right uh, that uh, not only is it short and it's doable, it's a short story, um, the short amount of time and the people around you, yep, being held accountable, it, that's hugely advantageous. And that was um, a big deal for me. Um, I hadn't written short stories before this. I did NaNoWriMo. I was working on a novel. Um, I hate it. And I decided, uh, I love the other stories and I decided to enter the course. And then it suddenly hit me, you're not writing what you love, which is horror podcasts. Um, so it, that was just like a, a huge, like between the eyes kind of thing. And um, my life has been completely transformed since. It has been actually, I have been writing uh, a lot and it's been fantastic, but short stories and, um, uh, it's, I actually feel like it's it's extremely liberating. I, I'm not exactly sure what was being imprisoned, but it definitely feels liberating. And all I want to do is just murder people in my story. Mm -hmm. So I just can't wait to get going. <laughs> it's a perfect genre then in horror. And there is, like you say, there is something about the short format. When when a lot of people get to the page and, and begin writing, it does seem to be that novels, for not for everyone, but for quite a lot of people, seems to be the go-to. And having having that shorter format in which you can finish something and wrap it around and get it done is like just just hitting that kind of achievement, that accomplishment. Carolyn, did you have something you want to add to that? I was just going to say that um, I like short stories. I just read something Stephen King said about it's nice to read beginning, middle and the end of a story all in one sitting mm -hmm. when you're having a cup of tea. Yeah, and that's why I like them. And uh, speaking of Stephen King, I did want to bring this up. Um, I'm reading his book, Everything's Eventual. Now, he made it in uh, 2002, I think he pub first published it. So he said, but in the beginning of the book, he says that uh, those old time radio shows are never going to come back. It's a shame, but here they are, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, sound effects and everything. Yeah, I think it's um, Stephen King as well that compares short stories to um, A Kiss with a Stranger in the Dark or a, dan no, a Dance with a Stranger in the Dark, where it's that kind of like just swift interaction where like you just need that moment and it doesn't need to be anything extended and it just captures the whole story in a heartbeat. I just kind of love that description. Um, I want to kind of go into, because, you know, a lot of you guys came into this course, obviously like there were, many different motivations a lot of you are listeners of the other stories podcast but taking the step from going from you know thinking of writing or having written some short stories into like a course like this can be quite daunting especially you know there's we, we make no secret there's like a price tag on it as well like me and luke do a lot of work behind the scenes to to put this together and to make sure that the course runs smoothly um let's go tina how did you how did you feel approaching jumping onto this course and were there sort of any hesitations that that you had initially you know, before before I um, met everyone on Slack, I did have some hesitations. I thought, you know, I'm going to be in this class with all these wonderful writers and, you know, they'll shame me. I don't know. But once I met everyone, it was like immediately dissolved. And um, I don't know, there was just something about the community that finally gave me that push that I needed because all I've you know, I do a lot of thinking about writing, learning about writing, but not a lot of actual writing. And the things I do write kind of go right into the trash without ever even, you know, giving them a chance to, to become better. Um, so I think that was invaluable to me, just having the, the group. And I mean, it was such a wonderful group and so many different ideas. And everybody was, you know, it was just great with everybody kind of brainstorming and, you know, it was just very supportive. I don't know what I, why I thought writers were, I don't know. I don't know what I thought, like very literary and very important hmm. or something. <laughs> have you, have like, 
Yeah. Have you been in writers' groups before of any kind? No, no. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, because I found that, so I've been in um, a couple of writers' groups through the years and some of them I have found there is that kind of snootiness, that kind of pretension and almost, um, there's like a sense of competition, even though people Mm. are writing different things. So I was in uh, a writing group in the city I used to live, Lincoln, and uh, it was it was filled with a lot of people that liked poetry, like sort of short form stuff. And it was it was how I kind of broke my teeth back into writing after I finished university. And I definitely like that group was better in that you didn't have to do readouts of your work to the group. And there wasn't because some groups it's very like people critique and they sit there. But the people that critique you don't necessarily have the experience of the genre and what you're trying to write and things. So like I think there is generally this um, perception and you know sometimes reality of people who they would rather sound smart than give you helpful advice and yeah Mm -hmm. I wonder if that comes from like I I hear it in academic settings as well I wonder if it kind of comes from that but um I'm glad that you you kind of it really did and it's changed me I let me tell you I'm sending my stuff to everyone the doctors I work with my neighbor family members people I haven't talked to hey read this story I I, it's like I'm just obsessed now so whatever it was you guys got me over that hump and now it's I I don't care it doesn't have to be perfect because it's going to be better you know, um, I just wrote my second short story, which was better than my first. So, you know, I'm going in the right direction. So, I love it. That's because of you guys. Perfect. Um, Shara, question for you. So as a teenager said, everyone kind of shared their work along the way, posted it in the group, kind of just, you know, got a feel for what everyone was writing. How was the experience of sharing your raw work publicly? Because obviously a lot of people tend to share work once it's finessed, but in this process, everyone was very, very eager and, you know, happy to share their earlier drafts. Well, uh, for me at first, it was, um, I had to deal with a lot of uh, that imposter syndrome. Like, God damn it, I don't fucking share my shitty fucking writing to other people. And um, people were very encouraging and it made me feel really good. And uh, they're, their willingness to kind of be vulnerable with me made it so much easier. And it just kind of immediately went away. Um, and then I stopped, I stopped obsessing over making it sound great. And then I started obsessing over the next idea. So it was a new challenge born into itself, but it, it was wonderful. Um, it, it kind of it kind of helped me uh, to reassess my initial assumptions, you know, about something before I dive into it. It was very nice. Love it. Because it can be very, very um, paralyzing in a way sometimes to put your work out there. And I think that, again, there's this misconception just with writers in general that your work must be your your early work must match up with people's who is already published and been through proofreaders and then you know put out onto the market and like there's this expectation that you have to be good to begin with and i will admit that like especially earlier on my like my first drafts were were shitty as hell and i've read luke's and they were atrocious but like you practice (laughs) and you get better and you know after eight nine rounds of edits and then polishing and everything like you finally then have something that is somewhat decent to present to someone yeah Absolutely. It was a great experience. I want to give Luke a moment to bounce back at that if you want it, buddy. No, that's okay. It's fair. It is fair. I was going to say, I think um, uh, maybe that lack of snootiness is because of the genre, like horror kind of, especially the kind of stories we've had on the other stories. There's a kind of cheekiness to it. I think there's a sense of humor that everyone has. um, And people just kind of want to tell creepy stories about people whose eyeballs are melting and they're getting eaten from the inside out you can't be snooty about that kind of thing it's fun it's just it's just downright fun yeah absolutely i want to come to you katie as well because obviously you mentioned that you had a big period in which you stopped writing for various reasons what was it that brought you to this course and how is there anything sort of specific that you can pinpoint that has helped you get back into the groove of things well i saw this course the first time you did it as well which was a lot earlier in my author journey and I was like huh I should do that and then I can't remember what happened but stuff happened I didn't do it Um, I missed the sign up date Um, and then so when I saw it again I thought oh this is a this is a sign (laughs) like um, I should I should take advantage of this Um, I think when um, I think when you don't write 
for a while. Um, I think when you don't write for a while, you start to think, hang on, can I still write? Am I still good at this? Can I still put a pen to paper and not use the word suddenly 56 times in a paragraph? Because, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I, I actually found that having the time to just focus on one thing and for the people around you to also be doing that one thing as well was really helpful. It really reignited the whole, oh yeah, this is how you do this. It's like, <laughs> um, so I think that was really good. Um, and just getting everyone's comments and seeing the vast breadth and weirdness of everyone else's stories and writing and seeing what everyone else produced there was a great sort of admiration for everyone else going, oh my God, I'd never have thought of that. But then also the realization that we were all saying, oh, I would never have thought of that. And it's like, oh, we all have our own styles and our own horror and our own thing to bring to this. Like even, I shouldn't be comparing myself to anyone else because I have my thing to bring because all these people have brought their things and they're great. <laughs> so yeah, I think being in a, being in a group seeing everyone else's work and just all that that really that really helped mm. reignited yeah and how many of you weren't 100 percent sure that you would finish the week with a story just by a show of hands so fair fair chunk of people and you know by the end of it i think it was 100 percent towards the end that everyone turned around the story and, and had it over which is you know fantastic news and yet again just further proof and testament to accountability being such a powerful thing um, I want to throw a bit of a general question out there, and by all means, put up your hand up if you've got a, an answer for this one. Why horror, Samantha? So horror to me, well, I'll start with this one. Sometimes I ask my friends or my families, if you could only read or watch one genre forever, what would it be? And for me, it always comes down to horror or sci-fi. And I, I really think it's horror at this point because it can be funny, it can be serious, it can be dramatic, it can be anything. And I love it. Perfect. Anyone else? Katie. Uh, for me, I, I really love horror because of the wide, like for this group, like the wide variety of ideas, because I don't read horror to be scared. I read horror because it's interesting. Um, because I want something new and like if it's a bit gory and a bit terrible it's stuff you don't get in real life um, I mean I think it was Clive Barker said that the reason that he doesn't he writes about monsters and creatures and all of the body horror and stuff is because mundane horror you can see on the news yeah and that's I agree with that totally like I want the bizarre and the weird and the stuff you can't experience mm. and there is as you know Samantha says well just that that the fact there isn't no, there are no boundaries in horror you can play anywhere you can create anything like most other genres there tend to be a conventional sort of playpen that you have to to work within but horror you can just play around do whatever the hell it is that you want um Carolyn why is it that you write horror well, actually, when I started out writing, I, I just wrote speculative fiction, fantasies, things for kids and um, young adults. And, but <laughs> it didn't seem to be working out for me. So, I mean, what I, what I read is Stephen King books, um, uh, Coons. Uh, the, the horror authors and when I was listening to Dan's previous podcast he mentioned that it's you should write what you know and that's when I started writing horror and <laughs> sorry and uh, that's when I started getting published and uh, I, I just enjoy it because you can you can always tell when someone's enjoying the writing mm -hmm. And I enjoy horror because you could write down funny things that happen to people. You can, write down, you know, just, and that, that twist at the end is just something that you want to write. You want to fool people. Mm -hmm. 
and it's just fun writing yeah it's a question that I get so much like anyone that's not within the horror or has never read horror just straight away it's like why do you write horror you seem so normal and you just go hey. I I have comments <laughs> go on Mada I have come I was just gonna say I think a lot of us um love horror because it helps dispel our horrible traumatic childhoods um that a lot of us might have had um or I have heard that um, that people who uh, have suffered trauma often find it to be a great release. Um, so, and you know, things are traumatic without being super horrible. Um, so, for a lot of us, I think that's a it's a great coping mechanism um, and very cathartic uh, to watch an experience. Certainly for me, um, but it's even more cathartic yet to write it. Um, like, because as you say, there's just really no boundaries. Um, it can be about anything. Anything can happen to anyone. Um, it's, it's super exciting and um, it's just incredibly exciting. Mm, absolutely agree. And Daisy, I'll come to you with the question of what surprises did you get from the course? Was there anything particular that you came out of and thought I wouldn't have expected to have, have gotten that from, from this challenge? Uh, the story I wrote comes to mind immediately because um, I went in with a with a really different idea. I think when we were doing the ideas formulation stage, um, and the prompt that I came up with, I was going to go in a very different direction, but somehow it went somewhere very strange. Um, so I think just. <laughs> Just knowing that you can have like one idea and have it turn completely on its head and be even weirder than what you were actually trying to do in the first place was probably surprising. Um, that, and I think just going back to everybody's um, different ideas and different, you know, just the surprising amount of where, where people are coming from, what they're bringing to, to the table. Like, where do you come up with that? I don't know. It's mm. fantastic. Just seeing all that. Yeah. I think as well, it's worth highlighting like how rapid this process is when you think of like all the different things that go through on each day. Um, not to put you on the, spoo- on the spot, Luke, on the spoot lock, um, but do you remember sort of the rough day by day of what the challenge was, just to give listeners an idea of what these guys undertook? Yeah, well, day one is kind of like an introductory day where we kind of settle in, uh, read a few uh, various uh, short stories. Um, day two is the idea generation day. I think we all came up with 10 ideas um, and they could be bad or great ideas. It, it didn't really matter just to get sort of any ideas down on the page. Uh, day three, uh, I think okay, what we did on day three, what was that one called again? expanding the ideas i can't remember what the, the, the headline was someone might know like fleshing out the ideas yeah. fleshing out the idea okay yeah <laughs> and i think there's like an optional challenge at that point to to write the first uh first couple of paragraphs or so of the of the idea that you were taking to the most um day four i think we wrote out the or i don't know i think we wrote out the first thousand words or so or we started to make a good headway into the story anyway um Day five, I think it was finished first draft, mm-hmm. uh, making the story sing as we were, as you were working through. Day six was your day. I think it was about polishing the story, editing, um, doing your second and third drafts or however many drafts you wanted to do. And then day seven was always about uh, all, all about what comes next. Mm-hmm. Where do you send your short story? What do you do with it? How do you how do you become a Stephen King famous author? What are the steps involved to become the next Dean Coots? Well, if you join the course, we'll tell you exactly how to become the next <laughs> We take no responsibility for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a real rapid process. Yes, Carolyn. Um, I just want to say I had no idea what the course was going to entail. Mm-hmm. So I found it amazing to have an idea and be able to write a story in that short of time. I just, because I had no idea. So I, I didn't think of any ideas before it came. Yeah. And it was just amazing to me. It is amazing how just ideas can come write. from anywhere and you can turn them into a, a fully fleshed out short story so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's not a lot of, like you say, there's not a lot of time to kind of run those edits and to worry too much. And it kind of puts you in that pressure point of, 
I have to do something. So what is that thing? And just, I think some of my best ideas or, you know, sort of speaking humbly, but some of the ideas that I find my, the most favorite out of the ones that I've done um, are the ones that have been written quickly and they just, they just come and you have that moment of just, I need to get something done. Um, is there anyone in the group that typically before this was spinning their wheels and found that kind of deadline really, really useful? Mada. Um, I was going to say that, yeah, the process was very, uh, the, the class was excellent at sort of giving you steps to kind of get past that wheel spinning place. Um, because like Katie, I was also um, just, uh, I, I've been writing my whole life, but again, not really churning out much in the last several years and finishing nothing. So like Daisy said, having a finished story at the end of it was definitely something I was going to say, put your money where your mouth is, guys, because this is, no, but I did get one and earlier than I thought I would. Um, so I'm going to brag too. God, Jesus. Anyway, it was so great. I think just having that sort of from inception of an idea through completion uh, sort of pathway. So that could actually be applied to a longer story, obviously. But um, again, I do think that, uh, as you say, the shorter timeline gives sort of this fire and it also helps prevent uh, getting in your head about things other than the story. Um, and that was again, very liberating. Maybe that's what was so liberating. No, it was a horror, but also it was also liberating. Everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. It was everything. all completely, I'm so liberated now. Yeah. Um, but no, it was true uh, that being able to break it down into steps, like you said, uh, Luke, that was just, um, and, and approaching a story in that way uh, was absolutely novel, no pun intended. And um, I, I will use that forever. Love it. And I will say as well for the listeners that um, I'm aware that this might come across as just like us trying to sell the course, but genuinely from the bottom of my heart, like in the call that we had at the end of that week, I was massively inspired by just like the energy and just like this community that came together through this course. And, you know, for me, there are dozens of hundreds and hundreds of people out there that kind of do similar courses and, you know, teach you how to write short stories and novels and stuff. Um, and sometimes it can seem a bit of, you know, a bit of a, a commitment to put your money where your mouth is and to jump into these courses. And it's scary because some courses can be like two, three hundred pounds um, plus and you don't get that guarantee of what you're going to get at the end of it. Like everything's going to be a risk. But like sometimes they they genuinely do pay off if you can find the right people. Um, Tina, I know that you particularly got very, very energized and, and wired from from this course. What is it you're you're mm -hmm. planning to do with the, the stuff that you've taken from the, the challenge and where are you going next with it? I am just going to keep writing. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to get my 10,000 hours. <laughs> I'm going to improve. You know, every story is going to be better. Um, I wasn't, I loved um, the way you broke down the days and you kind of gave me a structure instead of me just in my head, like, oh, I have this idea, but I can't quite get it out. Um, and I actually liked the deadline because it helped me focus and not be just constantly thinking of ideas. It made me sort of focus down. Um, but I would really like to, you know, keep churning out a story a week, a couple of stories a month and, you know, just get better. I wasn't super happy with my first one. I, I blamed you actually, <laughs> because I had, <laughs> I had just read when the world fled East and I loved it. I was like, I just loved that story. And I think I tried to maybe be a little too artistic for you know for my first my first shot so um but I think you know every time I do this I'm taking in all this stuff and hopefully I'll get there um, but at least I know that uh, like I said I've been driving people crazy I'm sending stories and ideas and things to everyone now so what whatever it was you guys really had like the magic sauce there. And, and I don't know, I, 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 I don't know what it was, why this would be this particular class. Like you said, there's a lot of classes, um, but there was just something special about this group. And so, uh, but I'm not stopping. I'm going to submit to the other stories and I'm going to submit everywhere and just see what happens. So and I'm going to try to get more involved in these author communities and you know, see where this takes me. But it's funny because, you know, I, this is so completely different than anything 
that I've gone to school for, anything I've done in my career. Um, so it's all new. It all feels very new and exciting. And uh, I'm just really happy. I feel like I finally found my my way thanks to you guys. So I love it and keep on pushing. Yeah. Um, Shara, same question to you. Um, oh man, where do I start? Um, well, I, I loved how, you know, spending that amount of money kind of locked me in. It felt like a big commitment that I intentionally made, which was great. Um, the deadline helped tremendously. I, uh, like a lot of other people, I struggle a lot with, uh, I have a grandiose idea and I want to go on and on and on forever on this idea. And then I, I get lost and Mm. I'm a really great fucking pantser. Um, it turns into gibberish. Anyway, this helped me focus and round stuff up. And I realized that taking it down into chunks, like oh, I can still write my short story. I'm just going to do it, you know, a short story at a time and maybe puzzle them together and make a masterpiece, which is great. Um, I'm not putting too much pressure on myself to um, get a completed thing out yet. I loved that this this course kind of taught me like, you know, you can get this out in a week. I, I want to establish like a rhythm for myself. I spent so many years struggling and everything. I'm not going to beat myself up too much, but I'm going to keep the writing going. And yeah, I'm going to get that rhythm going. And the next step I think will be pretty fabulous. So. Perfect. How about you, Samantha? Well, it's funny you should ask this because Mata made me promise something today. <laughs> um, she did. Is this an exclusive? um another thing I didn't well one thing I didn't expect from this course was you can make friends and um Mata during the course actually dm'd me and was like hey we have the same last name and I was like yeah we might be related and we just hit it off really well and um like I said we were talking today talking about what we're gonna do with our stories and I was like I don't know maybe I'll submit it maybe not and she's like honestly you're going to submit it somewhere. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'm going to do it. I'm a woman of my word. I'm going to do it, Mata. <laughs> you better. You better. I know where to find you now. <laughs> you know where to find me. You're an instigator. I love it. I know you're in Virginia somewhere. That's, that's as far as I Yeah, that, that's huge. I'm really, really excited for you. Fingers crossed that pays off. Uh, Katie, how about you? Uh, well, I actually managed to write something um, after the course. Uh, there was um, a open call, uh, which had been, which I had been umming and ahhing about. I like the company that put out the open call, but um, I wasn't inspired. Like, I wanted to be inspired, but everything I thought of, I felt really cliched about. Um, and the time was ticking down. And then I was like, shit I've got like a week and a bit and then I was like no I can do this because I did it in the course I can do this I can work this out so I jotted down a whole bunch of ideas and watched a whole load of horror movies that were in that genre and went right okay I know what I'm doing so I did manage to get another long for me long story um because it's like nearly 3,000 words um which for me is long because I tend to write very small stories um so yeah, I, I got it got it written and I got it edited and I've submitted it. I don't know if I'll get in or not, but I'm happy with it because I also managed to do the the one thing I had been wanting to do, which is write some body horror, which I hadn't done before that I nice. wanted to do. So yes, I managed to managed to do both. But yeah, it was looking at that week-long window and me going, oh, I might not have long enough, and then going, Of course I have long enough. I did it on the course. I can mm-hmm. do this. There we go. Carolyn, yes. Uh, I just want to say I I love like the first time when we had to make a list of ideas because I personally I think well what if that happened what if that my story was about uh, no legs under a bathroom stall well I always thought what if you open the bathroom and all there is are legs there you know I I love sharing my ideas with people and making these ridiculous thoughts come to life in the story. And you're actually proud of what you did, what you wrote. 
I will say you all, you guys all wrote fantastic stuff. So you should be proud of your stories. Like they were, they were solid for, you know, working through the week and, and hitting all the check marks. So big congrats to everyone. Um, I will also add that we do have an additional guest about to jump in, um, which is Mary, who was absent at the beginning, who has finally uh, managed to free herself from the meeting. So I will drop her in just so everyone can say hi, live on air, introducing. <laughs> give mary a second to come in and while we do uh carolyn do you mind just expanding as well and saying what it is that you'll be uh looking at doing next i am hoping to get a picture book published Mm. i did send a story about um i am disabled and i sent a story about how two disabled one disabled girl and one able-bodied girl become friends and I'm hoping to get that published. And I'm gonna keep trying, but well, I'm, I'm right now, um, the other stories has their new uh, themes out and I am trying for a couple of them. <laughs> so I'm still writing short stories. Perfect, loads of exciting stuff. And Mary, hello, how's it going? Oh, have you got this? Oh, she's there. There She you're on mute. You're on mute. There, figured it out. Yay! I made it. Join us just in time. Yes. Hi, Carolyn. We were just going around the group and talking about what it was that we took from the uh, course and where we're kind of taking our writing next. So do you need a second to compose while I go to others or are you happy to answer that now? No, um, I'm good. Perfect. All right. So what I'm actually working on another short story, but I need to um, do a lot more research. I, I saw the theme of mirrors on the other stories and I thought that that would be um, interesting, but then the deadline was so close. So I, um, but basically I found out about this weird ritual that people are doing now, you know, kind of like the Candyman and Bloody Mary. There's this weird ritual called the Three Kings. Has anyone heard of it? Oh, oh that's, that yeah, that? I haven't yeah. heard of it and I kind of want to try it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So what like, is I, this ritual? It's uh, basically, um, well, people don't really know if it's actually paranormal, if it's just more like a meditative thing that's looking at, that's helping your inner voices come out. But basically, it's kind of complicated. You have to do it at a very particular time. And then you um, have to have two mirrors and you seat three chairs sort of next to you. I mean, you, you sit in one chair, you have two chairs next to you on either side, and then you have um, mirrors on them. And uh, the... So basically when you're sitting, you're the king and one mirror will hold um, is for the fool and the other mirror is for the queen. And you, you, um, you sign on at like, a, I mean, you started at a certain hour of the day, I think it's 3.33 in the morning. And then if you do everything right, you have an hour to ask questions, it's kind of like a Ouija board. Mm. And you don't know who the queen is and who the fool is. And so, um, it could be either deceptive or awful. And um, I've read about people who have, um, who have done it and they said they've heard other voices, they've seen their, their reflections distort. And um, they've seen, one of them said that uh, he saw somebody trying to lure him into a mirror or sort of like trying to beckon him to come towards it. So I just thought that was super creepy and kind of cool. Nice. And um, yeah, so I was, I've been researching that and, um, it's been a bit of a rabbit hole, but I kind of like it. I like I like uh, researching and getting everything laid out for my work. So mm-hmm. it feels good. Yeah, I love it. Um, Daisy, how about you? Where are you? Where are you taking your work next? Um, so I started writing another short story, sort of the day after we handed those ones in, which was unheard of for me. Um, I normally just write something and then completely forget that I've ever done anything. Um, so I'll probably keep going with that. Uh, I think it's, it really helps to actually finish stuff, obviously, as I was going and saying before. Um, and 
you know, this is a side note that actually you could edit out if you wanted to, but I was at my dad's last night and he reads everything that I write. So I sent him that story that I wrote and I went around last night and he's like, I've written a short story. He's <laughs> <laughs> cute as shit because he just doesn't do things like that. But he wrote a little horror story and it's creepy as fuck. And I'm nice. like, Dad, nice. So look, you're even inspiring people who don't ever write or ever write horror to write. So yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Oh, I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. And then I have to shut that off when I'm writing. Uh, finish off the circle, Madder. And that was the question. Sorry. What is it you're, what have you taken from the course and, and how are you using that oh. to move forward? Yeah. Uh, well, um, when Luke critiqued my story, he totally dissed it. No, I'm kidding. There was this part <laughs> though where he was like, what about shifting perspective from the story? So I actually started all over and rewrote it in this totally different manner, got up to like 3,500 words. And um, and I like it. It's not really a short story anymore, though. So I'm not really sure where it's going. But, uh, well, I have an idea, of course, where it's going because it's based on the story I first wrote. Um, uh, and I cleaned up that story. My goal is actually someone mentioned this to like two short stories. This, Tina, did you say this? Like two short stories a month. My goal is to try to write like 800 words a day um, and in the service of a story, not just great emails to people or whatever, um, and, uh, uh, and or produce two short stories a month. So we're getting there. We're getting there. I think that's going to be a good pace. But again, it is sort of finding your own rhythm um, and hoping it'll get you, if you will. And um, and going from there but uh it has been for me i've done a time more writing in the last couple of weeks than i would have um after the course obviously during the course um so this feels like the beginning of a start of the rest of my life i love this so much there's so much um what's the word because i don't want to say gooiness but but there is like and you know i've said it already but like just the thing I love about this is we've got so many pe- different people from different continents, from different backgrounds, from different sort of perspectives, different passions, different, you know, commitments in your life. And you're finding the time to create and to write stories. And not only that, but to find the joy and the fun in creation. Um, and I think that's something that's like incredibly admirable. And, you know, the whole point of activated authors is to find authors and activate them and bring them into making their art a thing that can truly be passion for them, whether that's, you know, trying to create money with it, just doing it for the joy, like so many different reasons. Um, and yeah, you guys have massively inspired myself. I think I can speak on behalf of Luke as well. Um, I don't know if you wanted to add yeah. anything to that as well. I was uh, so like overjoyed with the course that I, I really want to do more uh, teaching and stuff now. And also I found myself writing a shit ton more as well. I was just so inspired by you guys that I kind of uh, um, felt like I couldn't stop writing myself. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, winning all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, uh, I will start to bring this to a close, um, just because we're we're hitting up to time. But does anyone else have anything? Tina, you look like you want to add something. I think we're all wondering uh, when you guys are going to do the next the advanced short story class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> We've been talking about it. Um, it's something we want to do. Uh, I think we want to make sure. Because we put, we spent a lot of time putting this one together. We want to make mm-hmm. sure it's as good, and the, the content is there, and people are going to get, you know, uh, a lot out of it. What I think I don't know if I told you guys this, but I took a couple of workshops a while back, um, and they weren't particularly. They were quite expensive, and they weren't particularly very good in terms of there wasn't much content there. There wasn't much interaction from the, the tutor, and that's kind of what got me talking to Dan to say, I think. I know how to do this properly to get mm-hmm. like a an actual interaction game with people and get actual content and to actually help people get the stories written, which is where this course started. So I think if we're going to do an advanced one, we want to have that same energy, that same mm-hmm. drive to make sure it's as good, if not better, uh, mm-hmm. than the seven day course. Yeah, and we I know we... I can. I was going to say I know I can speak for myself when I volunteer all of us to um, help you for free. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome everyone 
yeah but each each course that we do run as well it, it is that thing of you know me that we we level up our system each time we kind of look at what's worked what hasn't and try and sort of just keep improving that and i think just keeping that attitude makes it better but yeah i mean this so by the time this episode airs we'll be on i think it's the end of march and pretty much by that point i'm i'm just putting luke on the spot now and saying that we'll have 100 percent confirmed the next course um of this type yeah. but yeah we're still in conversations about what an advanced one would look like because you know we do we did really get a lot out of this we enjoy it we feel like we've got a lot more to say and so you know keep keep an eye out for that in the future hmm. yeah and i think that actually brings us to a perfect spot to end off this episode but i want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's jumped on to the podcast so thank you tina thank you Maddo, thank you shara thank you luke thank you daisy thank you carolyn thank you katie thank you mary thank you samantha and thank you rob and renee who couldn't be with us tonight although they are very much alive um and i guess there's nothing left <laughs> to say than to read my little outro which goes a big thank you to everyone for joining me on the podcast today a massive thank you to you the listeners for tuning in and as always if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career then head on over to activatedauthors.com to find out all about our community our resources and everything else that we've got going on and thank you and i will see you next week bye thank you thank you activate your energy